Big Sis Podcast. We love Big Sis! Welcome to the Big Sis Pod. The Big Sis movement is here to empower females in all things relationships, career and self. We discuss topics that really matter to chicks. Here's your host, Karen Mason. On this series of the Big Sis Pod, I really wanted to address a bit more of the career-related content to help you if you're considering branching out on your own or if you've recently started up an online business. I really do understand how overwhelming things can seem when you're first starting off, so I've managed to collate some really wonderful experts that can help you on your way. So on this episode of the Big Sis Pod, we have Jennifer Rotman from Fun Mindful Marketing discussing what we should and shouldn't be concerned about with your social media accounts. Welcome, Jen. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. You specialise in branding and marketing. Run us through what you enjoy helping your clients with. So yeah, I absolutely love everything to do with branding and marketing. It's my passion, it's my obsession, which most people find quite strange because they think of it as something that's quite frustrating, overwhelming. Again, I think we just have a lot of negative associations with marketing in the sense of how we feel about salespeople. And especially with social media, a lot of people are kind of overwhelmed with all the changes that are happening. And it's often portrayed as this thing that kind of is ruining um, us as a society. But what I guess I really love sharing with people and just showing people is that in its simplest form, marketing is really just communicating. It's communicating as a brand, as a business with your ideal audience and customer. And just like anything, we can use it in a positive or a negative way. Like there's a reason that there's negative, obviously, you know, connotations around it because some people do use it in a negative way. But I really believe that you can use, you know, marketing as a force for positivity and good. And I know that sounds kind of a little bit, you know, fluffy, but I really believe that, you know, in my opinion, if you really want to build not just a successful brand, but something that's really fulfilling and long lasting. It's really about mastering the skills of empathy, of compassion, of really knowing yourself as a brand and what you're best at and giving to your customers. So you can really share that passion that you have and that joy, not just having it in your own life, but also in your customers. And from a point of view as a customer, like when we really love a brand, it brings us so much joy and so much happiness. And they just basically take so good care of us that we never want to go to anywhere else. So that's what we want to think of when we're really creating a a brand. It is really about serving our audience and our customer. And I think that's always been true, but especially in today's world, the way technology is shifting everything, it's, it's literally going to become the cost of entry with the way technology is moving. Well, I absolutely love your passion around this because you actually did my own website for Big Sis and I love it. And you really helped me get my head around a few things because, you know, when you're starting off an online business, you know, you have to kind of all of a sudden be an expert in everything. Uh, What have you noticed in the marketplace that's been happening lately? I think the bigger thing I always try and tell people around, you know, preparing themselves for their marketing, because I think a lot of people realize, obviously, they need to, you know, adapt to Facebook and Instagram and all these different things. But I always try and get people to look at it in a bigger picture. And it's just about understanding that technology and the way we not just run our businesses, but our lives is completely being changed by technology. And what I think in the business and what's really important for us when we're marketing our business is that we're moving from what kind of traditionally we've always been a product service centric business model to more what I call an audience centric business model. So in a really simple example, if you think of like companies like even something like Adidas that, you know, it's obviously been around for ages, but you had a company that still to this day, they obviously do lots of different things, but their core product is a shoe. 
And, you know, if you were building a company around a product or, you know, if you were becoming an accountant, you were just doing that one product or service and really your whole business becomes around it because it costs so much as well to, you know, back in the day as well, manufacture and get an accounting degree. Whereas if you look at the new companies that we have kind of especially last 10, 20 years that have really grown massively, they are what I'd call like audience centric. So if you think about Amazon, Amazon started out as a business that sold books online. That was the only thing that did. It was just books. Now Amazon pretty much sells anything that you'd ever want. Mm. <laughs> Do you mean? Including they've bought Whole Foods. They have retail stores now. I think except for Netflix, they are the ones that produce more original, you know, films and original series. So you know they've got their fingers everywhere. And that's true for most kind of big tech companies. Again, even Apple, you know, they started as a computer company, but now they sell phones, they have the watch. Do you mean there's all these different products that they bring out? And you can see that across the board for all those companies because they realize that it's all about the audience. And the reason that they can go into new products and to new, you know, again, everyone's always talking about who's going to go into the car. Is it going to be Google? Is it going to be Apple, you know, voice? Because they have brand. And they have that reputation and then they can really move anywhere because the reason we buy from Amazon, you know, the books, the same as the groceries or watch the movies is because there's a certain quality that we associate with that brand and Mm -hmm. the service. We get it quicker. We know we're going to get, you know, whatever problem we have, they're going to fix it because they really stand for that quality service. And this is really what's kind of started happening. And this is where industries constantly get disrupted. And what that, I guess, means if we're small businesses, we still want to have that same approach, which is we just want to focus on our audience, like fall in love with your customer. And again, like I said, it sounds fluffy to be like, you know, kind and genuinely care. But I think it is like the best business strategy you've got because when your customer feels that you genuinely care about them and you genuinely have their best interest at heart, you know, like I said, if you take care of them, they can move along with you wherever you go. Yeah, I totally agree with that because there's so many online entrepreneurs out there giving advice. And I think that if you're not giving that care factor, you know, as in you're just doing things for the money or doing it for the wrong reason, you can see that like if they're not authentic. Yeah, definitely. And I think one of the best analogies I've heard around this, which is, you know, kind of sounds like a strange analogy, but I think it's really true. We really crave this relationship with brands now. And the one I've heard, which is a, describes it the best, is like the same, what's happening with businesses now, it's what happened with the pet dog. If you think about dogs, how we kept dogs 20 years ago, like they were in the back garden. Mm. Now dogs live in our bedroom and wearing clothes. Yeah, <laughs> true. I'm guilty of this as well. I have a fur baby. <laughs> Cute. And we have this kind of like humanization of, you know, that's what we did to the dog. We humanize them. And that's what we're about to do with brands. We want this kind of, like you said, that genuine, authentic relationship, which is why some people have been able to build these incredible brands by just sharing their life and being authentic. I think authenticity is like, it's such a buzzword, but it's, it sounds so easy to just be yourself. But I think it's also one of the hardest things to do because being yourself really means you have to put yourself out there. And it also, you know, it means you're being vulnerable. And I think this is what a lot of people also really struggle with when it comes to marketing themselves. That's right. And you and I have had this conversation about the common struggles with your clients. So let's go through those two most common things that people are struggling with. Yeah, so I think the biggest things that I see people struggle with, and, and when I say struggle with, I really talk about the people that are wanting to actually learn, you know, what's happening in the digital world. Because I think the majority of people, and that's why I think there's so many businesses are trouble, they are just putting their head in the sand. And that's, you know, really not the best strategy to take on. And, and you can't help those people. They're just really resisting it. Yeah, that's so true. 
and that's you know that's why we've seen so many industries being so badly disrupted you know like the taxi industry with uber or all these different things because they just didn't want to adapt they could have killed those industry when they were little but they didn't and i think we need the people that are embracing it and that do want to learn i think the thing that i see they struggle with the most is two kind of camps either it's what i call a kind of a strategy problem and you know one of the blessings of the internet is obviously that we have you know all this information at our fingertips i always say there's no question that you really can ask that you know google or youtube doesn't have the answer to which is obviously great but I think especially in marketing, what I see a lot, and I've even experienced myself, it can cause that overwhelm because there's so much advice and so many people have different opinions about things. And I think people overload themselves and then they just don't know what to do. So they're either trying to spread themselves too thin and they're trying to do everything and they just don't have the resources to pull that off. Or they just are prioritizing the wrong things. They're, you know, not doing things consistently enough. And like I said, it's a real strategy problem. They just don't know what to do and they get stuck and that's when they get frustrated. And the other side of the coin is, like I said, kind of what we're talking about here, like being vulnerable. Like it sounds so great just being yourself, but it's actually really, really hard to do. When you put out content, and you'd know this yourself, like being who you are also means that there's some people that are not going to like who you are. It's just, I don't think you can be the mo- the kindest, most popular person in the world. There's people that are not going to like you. I mean, there's people that don't like Mother Teresa. <laughs> oh, how rude. And I have, I can definitely relate to that because especially that vulnerable side of things. So, you know, I'll just explain that from my own personal experience is that, you know, I was dealing with the big media brands and then I thought, oh, who's going to really listen to me? I'm just this, you know, one girl. I've got this big vision. And, you know, when I started being vulnerable with my posts, I started going, oh, did I give away too much? Or, you know, and and it is, it's really hard to get started and and build that sort of thick skin to say, hey, I'm going to be vulnerable for my target audience and they're going to relate to me, but getting ready for that backlash from people that don't get it. Yeah. And and you've obviously got the benefit of what happens when you actually just do it. Like everyone I always think like still has that fear you mean like that's just human nature but it's just acting anyway and I think as well I'm sure you would have had that experience like when you do start being vulnerable you're scared especially at the beginning but when you then get that positive feedback and you really see that the right people are connecting and what you're giving to people by being vulnerable I think it's it's the kind of gift that keeps on giving in a way like do you mean because you get so much out of it but then the other people get out of it as well it's just initially I think getting over that fear and just realizing that everyone's you know you can't care what other people are going to think you're the only person that gets to judge you at the end of the day there's always going to people you know that are going to disagree that are going to reject it and I think rather than that like embracing it again like what you've done is so amazing to again you've worked in the traditional media in the past this is the opportunity I wish people could see you know yes it's scary to do some of these things but when you actually just embrace it and go out there and and create something like you have done you know I mean, this just wouldn't have been even possible 10, 20 years ago. Exactly you know, right. Like, there was only a few gatekeepers that were able, just from a cost perspective as well, like putting something together. Like I still, no, it still costs obviously money. You've invested a fair bet. But just the technology is available for anyone really with a vision like you have to go out there and create whatever you want to share with the world. If we're willing to go to that place and just have the courage to do it, yeah, you can put anything out there and you can really create anything as, you know, that kind of sounds always very, like I said, very fluffy, but I really think it's it's true when you're willing to 
put yourself out there. Exactly right. And I had some wonderful advice just from a friend who also said, hey, don't worry about the amount of likes that you get. Because this, again, with that vulnerability, I think we're just, you know, justifying our content by, oh, I only got three likes and or my mum didn't comment on that. And I found from my experience, again, it's like I was worried about what my friends and family thought. And I thought after a while I went, oh, but they're not even my target audience a lot of the time. So why am I worrying about that? Would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. And again, what you mentioned there as well with the, you know, the likes, I think one of the biggest mistakes that we have or the traps that we can fall into social media is that we look at it just from a width point of view. Do you mean like how many likes am I getting? How many followers have I got? And it really just doesn't matter because it's really about depth. Do you mean again, it's that how deep is that relationship that you really have? It's the same what I always say to people with influencers when, you know, like people can have 10,000, 20,000, 100,000 followers if the people that are following them don't actually genuine care about what that person has to say, they don't have any influence, if that makes sense. And you can have some accounts that have only, you know, 500 followers, but if those 500 followers absolutely love you and trust you 100%. I mean, you can build a business, a million dollar business with 500 followers versus someone that has a million. It just really depends on the depth of the relationship and how much those people care about and relate to you. And like you said, you know, it really is, you have to learn that. And I think it's a beautiful thing actually putting out content. I think it makes you more creative. It makes you a better communicator and you grow thicker skin. Like you stop caring what other people think. I know the same, you kind of go, oh, my sister's going to laugh at me for doing this. Mm. Like what my friend's going to think. Yeah. But like you said, it's not, that might not be your audience. And I'm sure you would have had that experience as well. Like once you put out content and people that you're actually creating it for, when they reach out to you and say like how much it's impacted them or how much, you know, it's helped them, that's the real, you know, beauty of it, isn't it? It's so rewarding. I absolutely love that. So yeah, it keeps you going. So yes, be strong and and be vulnerable. Go and do it. So that's um, some great advice there. Now, I did actually want to touch on the topic of algorithms today because again, I I like talking about this stuff because I've experienced it myself. So I know it's going to help others in their journey. So let's talk about the Facebook and Instagram algorithms. They change for the business accounts early this year in 2018. And it pretty much freaked all of my friends that are online entrepreneurs. We're all like, what are we going to do with this? How do we fix it? But I really loved your advice about this, not to freak out about algorithms changing and actually to kind of go with the flow. Yeah, exactly. And again, it kind of repeats what I've been saying, which is if you focus about having that genuine relationship and really building a brand and you care about your audience, the algorithm that changes are not going to affect you. Like they might affect you a little bit, but not really. Because I think I think so much is to do with how you look at things. Are you going to look at it in a positive or in a negative way? When all the algorithm changes happen with Facebook, most people complained about them and blamed Facebook, which is just the easiest I did. thing to do. I always say like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm being honest, I did. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's easy and I catch myself doing it. Do you mean because it's just easy when, you know, you just want to blame it because you're like, oh, it's annoying. But if you really... You know, I even catch myself of it. Something that I do, we often do is like you, you blame something and you go, oh, because of this and this, I'm not getting what I want. And somebody actually gave me some great advice once, which is if you can change because of to even though, you know, everything changes. So you, instead of saying because of this and this, I didn't get what I wanted, you change it to even though this and this happened, I'm still going to get what I want. And I remind myself of it because it's unnatural. By default, we'll go towards the negative because it's just the easiest one. 
the way I always explain it, it's the same as, you know, it's just easier sitting on the couch eating potato chips than it is going for a run. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But the positivity gives you the long-term reward. So again, I think Facebook has been actually really smart with a lot of the changes that they've made. And again, once you kind of get over the annoyance of having to like adapt your strategy, you realize that for the long term, it's actually better. It actually benefits all of us as marketers and advertisers of what they've done because they're protecting the audience. Again, Facebook is, in my opinion, a business that is audience centric. They care about the consumer. They care about us as consumers being on the platform and the amount of time that we spend on there. And if it means even when we're putting out organic content, if we're a business, we're still advertising. And we forget as well, Facebook and Instagram, all these platforms allow us to advertise our business for free. This has never been available before. I mean, people don't say, oh, the yellow pages don't let me put my ads for free. They've never <laughs> done that. <laughs> so, and I always say to people as well, you want to be smart about your strategy when you're building up your audiences. Definitely use all the different social media platforms if you're smart and build your audience. But you always have to be aware that it is rented property. It's not your business. Like we don't own Facebook. We don't own Instagram. And as much as it's great to be there because your audience is already there, you always want to make sure that you're shifting people over and having their own connection with them as well. If that's your email list, you're bringing them over to your website because again, even that your website, you, you know, you own that data, you know, like you can obviously have that information and track people, but you need to be smart about that relationship that you build with your audience because yeah, they can change the algorithm any day and then your whole business changes. So that's why, Again, you want to be smart about how you use things. You don't want to become dependent on one platform because then you're just you're leaving yourself being vulnerable. And again, I think the best advice though I can always give people is just really focus on having great relationships with your audience because if you really deliver more than anybody else for your audience, your audience will come and find you, if that makes sense. Mm. like They just will want to have your content that much that they'll go out of their way to come and find you wherever you go. Totally agree with that. And such great advice. I know that our listeners right now would be like, oh, yeah, great, having some aha moments. And I wanted to promote you before we leave this chat today. Just want to talk about your Instagram account because a lot of your handy tips are actually coming through the IGTV. So um, talk us through some of the handy tips that you've got up at the moment. Yeah, so IGTV was one of those new features that obviously Instagram's just um, released, which actually just happened to work super with what I was trying to do anyway, because I was focusing more on Instagram and putting out content there. And for me, I really like connecting with people on video. Again, this was one of the things where I was watching a lot of even my audience, a lot of people were kind of freaking out. They're like, oh my God, there's another platform I need to like produce content for. And again, I always say to people like, you don't have to produce content for everything that comes out. You're completely in control. It's your choice. But for me, it was just something that worked really well because I, I love sharing little tips and that's why I've started doing on uh, Instagram TV because it's actually the first time we've got longer format videos that we can put out. Instagram is obviously trying to compete with uh, YouTube and it really wants people to watch longer form videos on there. So I decided to create, you know, like little handy tips and just little wins that I can just share with people. Even like, you know, you ask me and I like often take questions from people that just say, hey, I really want to do this. I needed help. Yeah. I was like, how do I do the multiple stories? Because I could do the stories, but then I was like, how do you link them all together? So you've been doing some great videos for us all to learn from. So thank you so much for that. 
No problem. I really enjoy it. So whenever people have questions, you can always get <laughs> get me to make a video. Yeah, pretty much. Just put your hand up and say, Jen, I need help on this. And you will create the video for them, which is what I adore about you. So very, very helpful on your Instagram account. So that is under Fun Mindful Marketing. But if you're not on Instagram, you've kind of got to get on it. But if you're not, you can also find Jen on her website, which is Jen Rotman dot com dot au so it's jen r o double t m a double n and uh, highly recommend listening to jen's advice so thanks so much for your time today thank you so much for having me on really appreciate it are you loving what our podcast represents lots of topics to inspire females to be the best that they can be well why don't you jump on and give us a great review on apple podcasts along with a shiny five-star rating that would be awesome